0: The school year is well underway, but it's far from normal. Indeed, the past two years have been anything but normal, especially in the world of education. Parents and teachers
1: alike put forward different and sometimes even opposing views on what topics should
0: be taught and how they should be taught. From elementary schools to college campuses, parents and students are at odds about how to pursue education. Beyond that, Christians have often disagreed on the best method to deliver a specifically Christian education. These varying methods often employ different strategies which are intended to shape students into becoming committed Christ followers.
1: Depending on the values of individual Christian families, students may be homeschooled, attend a Christian private school, or simply attend the local public
0: school. What does a holistic Christian education look like in the 21st century?
1: What's the difference between indoctrination and education?
0: Given our pluralistic cultural context, how should a Christian education interact with the surrounding culture?
1: Is the formal aspect of education the most important in shaping the minds of students?
0: All that and more on this edition of Questions from the People. Questions from the Pew, the intersection of faith and culture. We're a forum for the discussion on the issues that are ruminating in the minds of churchgoers, but that are often not raised from the pulpit. Too long has the church shied away from grappling with tough questions and nuanced issues. We're your hosts. I'm Rickards Alameda. I'm Lucas Manning. Here we are. Here we are. Continuing the season. The, what episode is it now? Episode I 7? 7? Seven? Seven? Yeah. Because yeah. we had that special
1: podcast. Yeah. shameless plug which was very interesting that was an yes. interesting conversation <laughs> it was. um yeah if you haven't listened to it yet shameless plug listen <laughs> to it <laughs> yeah
0: go back and give it a listen um yeah anyway glad to be here yeah talking about some education um yeah. which we did another shameless plug we did do a, a <laughs> podcast on christian higher education yeah. was it last season i believe uh yes yeah last yes. season um so yeah that's, yeah. you know, that might I be guess, helpful
1: to yeah. listen to kind yeah. of provide a little bit more. Um, I don't know if it's context is the right word, but I think it has some useful information. Or yeah, at definitely. Topics Sister episodes. We, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Toronto but and Chicago. This, uh, <laughs> but I think this uh, this episode, we're going to aim to be a little bit broader um, yes, than, than that one. Um, so, uh Yeah. I mean August, right? It's the school year. I'm pretty sure is
0: started yeah, for most schools at this point. Yeah, I think I feel like most schools started last week. So all mm-hmm. the all the youngins, the youths, as, the youths uh, of America, uh, the world, even. <laughs> yeah. yeah, starting up school. Yeah, I mean it is. It does look interesting. Obviously, you know, this school year there's a lot of like, I don't know if debate's the right word, but discussion about, you know, what education should look like as far Mm -hmm. as should it be online you know due to the pandemic obviously is what i'm referring to yeah um you know i think most should wear no just like Mm -hmm. mask mandates and there's you know there's school boards who are uh you know having different conclusions than like their state governments and there's this whole back and forth so yeah Yeah. i mean it's just an interesting school year yeah but nonetheless students need to get educated
1: (laughs) yeah it's a really interesting time to be asking these kinds of questions just because like COVID has changed so much about the way we approach, you know, the normal day to day sort of activities. And then obviously education's not immune to that. Sure. Um, and yeah. So like, I think most parents, most students, faculty, admin, I think they, for the most part, at least from what I've seen, um agree that kind of virtual learning for an extended period of time isn't the best sure way to go about it um because sure. there's something especially for like younger kids sure, um, sure right and so um trying to wrestle with how to approach education uh well if that's not going to be a viable you know long-term solution sure um is a pretty big important question to ask
0: yeah definitely yeah, there's definitely a difference between like online college courses where, you know, a lot of times the the learners are adults who are, mm-hmm. you know, at least moderately established in in their own, you know, usually yeah. they have their own education right. and jobs and yeah. lives, you know. Yeah. versus, yeah, students who do not have those kind of things. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I think much is... shorter
1: attention spans. And just, <laughs> yeah, there's just a Still whole host of variables. brains. Yes, agreed. yeah,
0: that you need to account for. Agreed. Yeah, so I think I mean some of this discussion we're going to devote to kind of that formal side of the education spectrum, uh, but then I think we're also going to tap into more, I guess, like informal education. Hmm. Maybe education that we're all, you know, we're all partaking in some yeah. kind of education, whether the we school are, of want life. to or not. Oof. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. Well, that's what, uh, you know, just to define education. We love definitions here. Just good old Google, who's actually quoting from Oxford, so that makes me feel better about it. <laughs> No, but it defines it just as the process of receiving or giving systemic instruction, which, yeah, like I said, I feel like could be formal in the sense of actual, like, training from institutional systems like yeah public or private school systems like some uh, sort of then, a degree at the end or something. yes yeah usually yeah. some sort of accolade it's all about the accolades <laughs> <laughs> and then you know and then there's more informal where there's still like you know a systemic instruction happening probably a more loose understanding of systemic <laughs> <laughs> but but where you know we are being educated and you know christians mm-hmm. especially especially if they attend church each sunday you know there's they are being educated by someone um on a regular basis right so yeah so i think yeah how i guess you know what the christian stance on education both formal and informal yeah um especially in this time in in covid covid season yeah or covid covid years covid era i should maybe (laughs) say um yeah i think it's it's a needed conversation
1: yeah so what Bible verse and uh what chapter of the Bible are we going to be looking at today? To, <laughs> yeah. To well, yeah. Uh, get some clear instructions on <laughs> yeah. what kind of education to pursue, Luke.
0: Uh probably third Luke. <laughs> I have no idea. Why do we Here's the thing, I hate when like pastors make those jokes and then I just make them. It's like <laughs> it's like we have nothing original to Nobody has anything original to add <laughs> to church jokes. No, but yeah, I mean I mean, yeah, I what I'm trying he, to get at is yeah, the Bible yeah. <laughs> doesn't doesn't give you a prescription about
1: this is how you should pursue education, right? Sure. The Bible, for the most part, is concerned more about right living. That's the whole right theme of the of the wisdom books yeah. of the Old Testament. Method right? is
0: not any yeah. At least I can't think of a method of instruction. Maybe one would argue like a method of of church. Well, even no, I mean even that. I mean, necessarily... the old... it has a method that it, you know, obviously uses, but I wouldn't, say, I don't even know if it, like, we're, I'm talking about, like, early church, maybe the way Paul interacts with, mm-hmm. you know, some of, like, his disciples or people yeah. under him.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly the Torah has instructions on how to teach your children the law of God, um, Yeah, but that that dives into more of the discipleship route, sure. uh, I'd argue, so yeah. it's not so much the Kind of like what you were saying, formal or maybe even informal way of educating. Right.
0: Well, yeah, I think that even like that impress, I forget the exact, but it's right after the Shema where it's like impress this mm-hmm. upon your children. And, yeah. yeah, which, yeah, once again, I think that's more of a directive and less of a, how does that actually come about? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very particular context, right? right. It's establishing
1: yeah. the, sure. the ethos
0: of, of the of the nation at that sure. point. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. Well, that's where, I mean, I think we're going to talk about just a few, you know, the few venues that are common here in the United States. Anyway, to telegraph where we're going, these different options have pros and cons. Mm -hmm. And we're not, we are not prescribing any one over the other, but it is, yeah, just something to consider. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess one, uh, I guess the majority of students in the United States attend public school. Which I think, I mean, that's how I I grew up. I went to Thornapple mm-hmm. Kellogg High School in Middleville, Michigan, <laughs> and it was yeah. I think I think there are definitely pros and cons um, to that versus. I guess the other would be like a Christian private school, um, mm-hmm. which is I would say relatively similar a lot of the time, uh, but usually costs tuition, uh, mm-hmm. and then obviously there's some sort of like biblical content and theology or something that's also like in the classes. Uh, and then there's like homeschooling, uh, which a lot of, yeah, a lot of people uh, end up doing that. It does. And maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure, but it does seem like, like Christian homeschooling is more of a thing than kind of the average person. homeschooling. Right. The average person does homeschool from time to time, but for like, at least all the homeschool people I've ever interacted with are, Christian homeschoolers,
1: yeah, Um, I would agree with you. At least, again, yeah, from personal experience, right?
0: Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe we could get a stat on that or something, but um, we'll get our intern on it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Gerald. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why his name's Gerald. (laughs) Anyway, um, no, yeah, I
1: think those are the kind of the three major, yeah, major groupings, right? Yeah, yeah. A large part of it is, I mean. Yeah, a large part of what's undergirding kind of those three groupings are the cost factor of it, right? Obviously, sure. public school is a much, uh, usually, I feel like a much lower cost option than yeah, definitely. the tuition cost of a private Christian school. Um, definitely. I'm not sure about the the cost for homeschooling, uh, honestly, because sure. there are a couple of different forms that I know that some people do kind of co-ops, uh, right. which is kind of like a couple of homeschool families kind of get together and right, kind of have a sort of system. right. Um, so I don't know the actual costs or on average at least right.
0: for those. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like variety in how homeschooler, like homeschooling families will do it. Well, and some like they do use like certain curriculum that like schools or like different organizations will produce and then they mm-hmm. use that. So yeah, uh, but all that to say, I guess maybe it would be nice to just say some of the pros and cons. Um, And I guess that the first thing that comes to mind with me with like homeschooling versus either like a Christian private school or public school is just like the, uh, I guess like the limited exposure to Mm. other students and other families and other like ways of thinking, Um, which I would say is like a con. I think some people would maybe say that that's a pro um, Mm. in the sense that, you know. Um yeah, I guess that their their students' education can really be like quarantined or like, mm. you know, tailored essentially. Yeah. Are you um, talking about like from a from a social Yeah, aspect? more a social standard. I guess mm. that quarantining happens like with content too. So mm. the actual content. Sure. But yeah, I think what what I'm mostly saying is like the social aspect of like different perspectives on what we're learning. Mm -hmm. that might come out in a classroom environment uh, or just like, you know, everyday living. I I would say has a positive effect on a student. Mm -hmm. um, Although maybe some people would disagree with me. I don't know.
1: can i think that can vary too just it depends on how you approach homeschooling that's i guess one of the pros that i'd say homeschooling has it offers you a lot of flexibility so you can go as you know for lack of a better word as strict as only you know home education no interacting even with other homeschool you know families or or students but but i've also seen um Some homeschool students take part in local school activities. So that's where they get their extracurricular activities, whether it's sports or clubs. And so some public high schools allow for that, um, for homeschoolers to take part in that. So so it all, I feel like uh, it all comes down to how you approach homeschooling. Sure, you know, because you ha- you you do have a lot of flexibility there. Sure, but like it, what you were saying, you can go as a you co- you can go very conservative, if you will, yeah. um, and not and choose not to right uh, and yeah expose I- your son or daughter to any kind of sure
0: extracurricular
1: or outside of your home sure. activities.
0: <laughs> Which yeah, I mean, I guess like the because uh, I guess. Like, objectively, I'd say homeschool, you have to put more effort into interacting with, like, different people, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. in order for it to happen. Um, so I'd say it lends itself to a more, like, isolated experience. But, yeah, like you say, it doesn't have to be. Um, but, like, I guess the the positive, so the con would be, like, for me, at least in how I'm looking at it, the con would be isolate, like, being a little bit more isolated Whereas, like, the pro to that could maybe be, like, yeah, you can tailor, like, the experience directly to the student. You know what I'm saying? Mm Yeah. Because that's where, like, a lot – that's, like, a big complaint with public schools is that it's just, like, a cookie-cutter system that, like, works for a lot – or, like, some people, but, like, really doesn't work for a lot of people, you know, like, a big chunk Mm -hmm. of the people. So that's where it's – yeah, like, with homeschool especially, like, you know, of the three options that we're talking about you know that's something that you can kind of shape you know what i mean and you yeah. can see what works and what doesn't and you know change the approach mm-hmm. which i think is great um yeah i don't know i mean once again this is this is kind of a cursory you know discussion of the these three options mm-hmm. um i think the more important thing that i want to get to that's kind of behind all of this is that like like the informal education that surrounds like your formal education and this can be applied to you know students children but also like adults i think like the informal education that's behind it is like a lot of times what determines like the outcome you know what i'm saying Mm. um like whether it's a you know a positive or negative outcome Mm -hmm. i think like the informal training the system of our lives you know Mm -hmm. you know what you were saying earlier like i think that is more of has more of an impact um not to say that the formal doesn't but has more of an impact on the outcome
1: yeah so are you talking specifically about like teachers and you know to to use a big word like pedagogical method is that what you mean by more of the informal not so much the formal I'm, curriculum side of I'm things i'm thinking
0: like what what is surrounding Like, if we're just saying, like, a student who's in a formal, whether it's homeschool, Christian private school, or public school, they're in, like, a formal training system. But then, like, the informal part, so I'm just thinking, like, extracurriculars or, like, you know, interactions Mm. with parents, um, Mm -hmm. like, church programs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Or, like, the how they're educated at church, you know, whatever that looks like. So I guess, like, especially if we're speaking, I guess, more on the Christian side of education, I guess that's like that's what I'm getting at is mm-hmm. you can do any of these formal um like avenues and like still have a positive outcome like a lot of times because of like that informal side. So basically just extra yeah, extracurriculars, things mm-hmm. outside of that system of education.
1: Yeah. I think the well one of the pros, right, of of public schools is that there's some sort of and I guess private Christian schools as well cuz they have to maintain accreditation, um, sure. but there's some sort of standard there, like a bare minimum standard. So you can sure. get um, obviously teachers that are well beyond that that base standard and are super pivotal in the formation of young minds and you know young hearts. Sure. Um, but at 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 uh, there's some level of of hey, you you need to at least hit these base requirements in order to to educate. Sure. Um, sure. Whereas I feel like with with homeschooling, again, it could be different based on the kind of homeschooling organization that you're a part of. Um, but let's face it, not every parent is cut out to teach all the basic subjects. Sure. Um, and that's not a knock against parents, but you know, like every person, you know, they. You know, every parent has their their own strengths and weaknesses. So sure. it takes Schools a lot more... more faculties to do yeah. that. Yeah. Whereas you are the only one for the most part sure. tasked with educating and making sure your child is ready for real world living. Um, or You know, depending, I guess, on how far you want to go into homeschooling. Sure. Um, but at least usually, you know, by college age, you want to make sure that they're ready to do well in that collegiate environment. Sure. Uh, so... The, the thing with homeschooling is that parents especially need to be self aware, right. Of, of what their strengths are and where their limitations are and be prepared to, um, Yeah. Supplement. Yeah. Supplement, seek outside, like someone else could teach this subject. Um, and that's the nice thing about the co-op sort of thing, right? Because then you've got other like-minded, if you will, homeschool parents and families, who who do have strengths maybe in those areas um and you're kind of sure. got that community there
0: yeah totally i
1: i um, and i don't know if this is jumping too far forward but sure. i what i what i i guess disagree with is a solely fear-based um sure. decision to putting your child in one of these i guess you know pockets sure. or one of these groups yeah if you absolutely will.
0: Well, I think that gets, one of the things that I wanted to bring up is uh, just like this tension between like what is education and then what is indoctrination, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think yeah, are just two very different things. I mean, I think indoctrination has a negative connotation and I think I agree with that negative connotation a lot, Uh, but especially like early childhood, I don't think there's anything wrong with like establishing a baseline of like you know, this is who our family is and Mm -hmm. who we are. And these are, especially for, you know, for Christians, these are the things we believe about Jesus and, you know, the Bible and all these kind of basic tenets. Uh, So in that sense, indoctrination is like, especially because like young minds can't handle like a lot of nuance yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's where like laying down that foundation, I I don't think is wrong Mm -hmm. in any way. Sure. But as students get older and they're like able to handle more complex you know issues and situations I think that's when like education becomes increasingly more important and indoctrination becomes increasingly less important mm-hmm. um because like when you enter you know the real world quote unquote you know what everyone always says but when when you enter that space the fact is we live in like a pluralist society these days mm-hmm. Um, And so in order to, like, represent the Bible well in a pluralist culture, we need to be able to, like, interact Mm -hmm. with different ways of thinking Um, and not just, like, straw men of different ways of thinking, like the actual, you know, the actual good argument. And so that's where, yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't know if you have anything to say to that, but I think that's, like, an important distinction to make.
1: Yeah. No, I, well, I get the fear-based um, response, right? And sure. at, at there are some levels where, uh, I'm not going to get into the weeds of it, but there are some areas where I can say, okay, yeah, that's a valid concern, why you'd not want your child to be part of the public school system. Sure. Uh, whether that's methodology or the actual curriculum, the topics that are covered, uh, or, or what the you know, base requirements are that all students are required to learn or be exposed to. Sure. I get that as Christians, um, that list is bigger, uh, probably, uh, sure. than the, than the average, uh, non-believer, if you will. Sure. But, um, but I, 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 guess I just don't want that to be the only driving factor, right? Because at some level, like, like what you were saying, the, the student is not going to stay in it in that environment whether homeschooling or or public schooling or you know christian private school they're not going to be in that environment the rest of their lives at some point they're going to be living in the real world sure um and if we focus specifically on indoctrination uh whichever side you're on instead of um teaching them to to ask the right questions and sure um really look at the nuances of of, of the issues or the topics being being taught, um, then we're doing them a disservice. Um, and right. so, I mean, a lot of it has to go, has to deal with, I think, at least for the Christian perspective, the, how a parent views his or her role as a discipler, right? Sure. It's, it, the concern primarily arises from, well, I don't want, you know, uh, the, I mean, these, these are typical things, but like a, a secular worldview view or uh, a non-biblical worldview thrown on, forced on, sure on my my son or daughter, and and those are valid again valid concerns, right? Sure. But at the end of the day, discipleship um, should primarily be coming from the parent. Uh, sure. I'm going to use some you know, theological words there, but in uh, they will they will face some level indo- of indoctrination regardless of where they find or where sure. they fit in right just because sure. of the nature of the world that we live in yeah information absolutely. is is just at students fingertips sure um and so indoctrination will happen somewhere uh, but discipleship happens in the home or it should sure uh, at least and so if if the driving motivator into making a decision between those three groups that we've kind of discuss, uh, been discussing, yeah. if the driving motivator is the fear of what will happen if my son or daughter, is, you know, is isn't in that environment, then I think it's um, it's maybe an abdication of the parent's role um, sure. as primary uh, discipler of sure of a of a son or daughter.
0: No, oh, that's fair. Yeah. But I would say, I don't I guess that fear to me, like the fear that the child is, you know, yeah, going to have a secular worldview or whatever, I guess to me, I feel like it lacks confidence in like the biblical worldview and imagination. You know what I'm saying? I guess I think that Christians functioning in our like pluralist culture need to have both like confidence and humility. Um, Dr. Rim, who taught at Moody for a while in his apologetics class, actually. he Basically, he put, um, like, apologists into two categories. I don't know why he called them this, but he called one spinners and one takers. Once again, I'm not exactly sure why. But spinners were people who, like, within their worldview, like, they they swear that if you just look at the facts, like, they will be proven right. So, like, if you just look at the facts, like, through an objective lens... Like, you'll come to the same conclusions as them. So, like, that's spinners. Uh, But then there's, like, takers in every worldview, too, who are, like, I actually 100% understand how you could come to, like, that conclusion or, like, that worldview or that, like, understanding. I think that mine is, like, more, like, beautiful or, like, a better way of describing things. And so, like, it's more of a... Less of a, like, you're wrong. Why don't you just look at the facts and you would see that I'm right, and more of a I actually understand how you came to that like worldview or conclusion, mm. but like isn't this a better way to look at it? Mm. And so I guess to me that's what I feel like. Um, like no matter you know you don't have to go to homeschool, and you can, once again I'm not dogging ho- like homeschool. I think perfectly viable. I know a lot of people who are homeschooled and are great people, and it's wonderful. Um, so yeah, not do- dog dogging homeschool, but I'm just saying you can like if a student is in like a secular environment I guess to me I think that like supplemental informal is what we've been saying in this podcast but that informal training can like I don't know inform it enough to where hopefully the student can have like confidence in their worldview that like oh this is like a beautiful way to look at the world and understand it while also like having humility and saying but I also understand how you know, these other maybe people, students of other religions or, you know, students who don't have a religion. Like I also see how they can look at the world and like come to their conclusions.
1: Maybe we, you, maybe you and I can both agree on this, but yes, the but putting someone in a Christian private school or homeschooling them, um, and this is, I guess, speaking in terms of i I'm getting into the mindset of a, particularly a Christian, you know, parent, but putting your son or daughter um, in a pr- private Christian school or homeschooling them, yeah is not a bulletproof sure way to keep them right you know a, you know keep them a Christian quote unquote <laughs> yeah sure no uh, absolutely so, I, so let's get that clear
0: yeah i mean well that's where i guess i like some of the things that i've seen from homeschool students um is like that once they do enter you know the workforce or they go to college they're so like blown back by like the differences that they just they're like lost or they just yeah. are done with Christianity. Cause they're like, Oh, like this is a, you know, they've been educating themselves throughout the homeschool, even if, you know, even if they haven't been in public school. So like mm-hmm. they might, they still have an underlying like cultural awareness and understanding. And so then when they get to college and maybe it's tailored towards that more like, college is tailored towards their cultural understanding maybe better than like their homeschooling was mm. and so then it's like oh this actually makes a lot more sense yeah um so that's where yeah like you said it's it's definitely not not bulletproof and i don't want it to sound like we're dogging on homeschool because i think it's perfectly viable um i do think there's a lot of like there's a lot of things you have to be like hyper intentional about that mm-hmm. maybe you don't necessarily I think there's other things you have to be intentional about if they're going to public school and or a, like a Christian private school. It's it's one of those things where
1: I like that we have these options. Sure. I guess I'll 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 state that clearly because then I, I agree with you. There's nothing wrong with homeschooling, right? Depending on the way you approach it. Sure. Right. There's nothing wrong, or um, it's not like. A private Christian school is going to prepare your son or daughter less to, you know, sure. to be a fully functioning part of society. Sure. Um, and that goes for public school as well. It, it, there's nothing inherently, I'd say, wrong or puts one of these things at a at an advantage maybe than than the other. It's all a matter of, I guess, context because it, it goes back to knowing your son and daughter. Sure. Um, cause I know there are, there are some folks who chose to homeschool and they came at it with the best of intentions, knowing their, you know, limitations and kind of approach it the, not the, I'm not going to say the right or the correct way, but maybe the wisest way possible. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, there, it wasn't the best fit for their, their son or daughter. Sure. Right. And it, they, they're, the student did not thrive in that context, um, so maybe, you know, one of the other two options uh, would have been a, a better fit for the student. So th- there sure. are just a lot of um, okay. variables and a lot of these decisions are highly, I think, contextualized to Definitely. not only the area of the country that you're in, mm-hmm. but also your particular family as sure. well. Yeah, so totally. it can't be a, I'm, I, I don't think it's wise to say everyone should be in a public school. Right, right,
0: absolutely, yeah, and that's why we're not we're not prescribing any one of the three. I think the goal is to hopefully we're giving some like considerations when like either making a decision for your children, uh, but then also I, I think some of these things apply to just human beings as we go through <laughs> life. You know what I'm saying, yeah. and our, how we like, um, you know, our, do we hold our our beliefs or our worldview kind of in an open hand or like in a, you know, a closed hand. Yeah. Um, and maybe we should have said this at
1: the beginning, yes. but we're not just two theory guys just, yeah. Spotting away just right. mindless theories, but so both of us have worked in in higher education, specifically yes. in a college and graduate level context, right? Um, and I've I've got a, a son as well, so these issues are these questions and topics are very absolutely. much at the forefront of both of our minds. At you know different uh, in different ways, but absolutely, um, yeah. Maybe we should have started that. Yeah, started no, absolutely. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think so. I'm gonna say something, and I just want to hear what you think about it. But I would say, like, if – I think if, like, you're going to homeschool, like, children, and even if you're not, but just, like, I don't know, the attitude of the home. I guess I think one thing that – I wasn't homeschooled at all, but, like, one thing I picked up on was, like, the image of, like, the church, like, warring with the world. Mm. And usually that was in the context of, like, like culture type of wars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I guess to me – just looking back at my own experience, I think that was like really unhelpful for like how I understood God and like like who I was as a Christian. Because I think like the main thrust of the Bible is like, hopefully Christians are here to like serve and sacrifice on the world's behalf, just like Jesus did. You know, it's like, you know, kind of the whole thing is we create pockets of the kingdom of heaven through our like service and sacrifice for others. And, you know, we like, we do this in front of, you know the world and they see it and yes like a lot of times the like quote unquote the world or like the culture might be like antagonistic towards that uh or like definitely is um but i guess to me that's different that's like a different stance than like oh like like everything that comes out of culture is Mm -hmm. like usually wrong and like you know we need to have a stance that's against it and i feel like that i don't know that attitude i think like is unhelpful just Mm -hmm. for like what it means to be a christian and so i guess that's that was one thing i just wanted to say i would say especially for like homeschool parents because i think they have or yeah homeschool parents proctors i guess because they have like a maybe a larger a larger slice of their child's like impact pie is them Mm. (laughs) if that makes any sense um so like maybe they have more of an they just have more time and you know, with their child. So they might have a bigger impact, but I think it applies to just everyone and just the yeah. way that we understand Christianity. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I, I don't know. I
1: think I agree. I agree with you. I mean, that's something that I was thinking of as I was preparing for this episode as well. It's just the, the focus on, you know, the quote unquote Christian education, I think in large part is still a a remnant of the call of the remnant of the culture wars. Sure. A lot of Christian institutions were, um, were started as a way to safeguard against the you know a secular uh world view or at least have sure. that as an underlying ethos if it's not explicitly stated and sure you know in a mission or vision statement right uh so i think there's something to be said there and um i mean th- thankfully i've come across a lot of people who who do understand that the um that the public school is in very many ways a their son or daughter's first foray into um you know if i can use this word the mission field sure um interacting with people who don't believe the same things sure um, right. that they do right and so it's a pra- it's a it's a it's an environment for them to um yeah to put their beliefs into practice
0: yeah yeah I, no i think that's right of like developing I guess to me, it's a public school is more of a, I guess like a microcosm of the wider culture. Usually, mm-hmm. not always, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like usually is more of a microcosm than like a Christian public school, just in the sense that not everybody in America is a Christian, or not mm-hmm. even the majority. Yep. Maybe the majority, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Well, and that's not to say. So the beauty about
1: uh, like a private Christian school, for example. Is that um, you've got a kind of like a biblical and theological foundation, or like um, Bible and theology education, in um, in addition to the normal, you know, math, science, history, grammar, whatever. Right. Right. Um, And the the comment of well, not every public school teacher is the best, you know, teacher at these particular subjects. The same can be said. Let's be honest about christian private school teachers sure, sure. as well all right depending on the school th- this you know a particular teacher might not be teaching the bible or theology well so sure. the th- the argument can go both ways again i'm going to go back to what i said earlier it's private christian school is not a bulletproof method sure to 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 keep your son or daughter close to god absolutely Back to the whole remnant of the culture wars thing. I think there's there are still pockets where that is still the the ideology, right? That that we've got to remain separate um, sure. from from the culture. But the, I I just think that's not a very good, particularly yeah. in the context that we are in now, right? Um, in a in an increasingly pluralistic society, um, that is not a I guess a viable evangelistic method. <laughs> sure, sure. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: I could be wrong, but that again, that's yeah. Well, and it just seems like the trends
0: just like the uh demographic trends are going more and more that way. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, like I mean, there's definitely there's definitely places in America where churches are growing and you know, that's a thing. But mm-hmm. but there's also just a lot of other well, like for instance, like the what is it, the column, the nuns or whatever? Like the yeah, people the who answered. Nuns, yeah. yeah, none on the religious surveys. Like that's like growing. Mm-hmm. It's all it's been growing since my lifetime, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, well
1: just the cultural understanding of like again, we've talked about this before, but biblical literacy is down. Sure. Um uh, the the idea of Christian influence within the political sphere or even just the social sphere in general it's decreasing um right and that's not that's not even to say specifically that we are losing uh, influence maybe but just the fact that there are other areas of influence that are coming into society so we have just a little bit less of the pie in terms of influence because there are more you know distinct pieces of the pie
0: yeah absolutely no that makes sense I have a little bit of a hot take on why I think like Christianity is like losing, I don't know if relevance is the right word, but what you were saying where it has less of a, like there's less biblical literacy. So obviously like basically what that tells me is like people have less of an interest. Like they don't care to Mm -hmm. learn about, you know what I mean? That kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I guess a part of me thinks like, or a part of what I would say to that is I think like the, the biblical message that we've offered like this generation, like it needs to undergo, like, I guess, I don't know if a reformation is the right word, but like, I don't know, a new imagining, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Um, And that's, we've talked about this in the past, in past episodes, like the hermeneutical circle of like, this is no longer like working with like my environment or like how the world functions these days. Um, So essentially we go back to the Bible and say, okay, okay, Like I need a new way to understand this because this isn't resonating at all. And -hmm. I don't think that's wrong. Obviously we're not abandoning, like there's no, there's certain tenets of the Christian faith that are just Christian and then they'll never go away. But the way that we like apply it and the, like the themes that we focus on, I think like they should change with like the context or with the culture that we're in. Uh, And so I guess that's where a part of me thinks that like, it's up to like biblical scholars and pastors and just like, like, interested Christians to like, I don't know, like renew like like a biblical imagination that connects. Mm. Because I say this a lot, but like the more and more I learn about the Bible, just the more I think it's like great stuff that like we really need right now. And like the more I want to know about it. And so that's where, I guess to me, that's where I think like a new imagining of the Bible. For instance, I think Bible Project is like doing this type of work where it's like, oh, there's, You know, a lot of things in the past 50 years that Christianity in America or in the United States has done well, but there's also a lot of things that we're actually lacking um, Mm -hmm. and that talk more directly to our circumstances now. So I think, Mm. I don't know, I think that's something that not only like Christian scholars and pastors can engage in, but also just like parents. I don't know, I think like renewing your biblical imagination is huge.
1: So what I'm hearing you say if I'm tracking with you is that maybe um, not that we should put less of a focus on formal education, but really hone in on how we're doing informal um, education and make sure we're doing that really well or even maybe even better. Yeah, I think the formal side of things. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I think it involves like a, like a diversity of, or engagement in a diversity of ideas, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Um, like, I think that... Engagement doesn't mean
1: concession to those right. ideas, right.
0: right? Just engagement, like honest engagement, that's that's the thing. I think sometimes it gets, it gets quote-unquote engaged with, but a lot of times it's like a straw man argument that gets demolished, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the problem with, like, doing that in education is at some point... Um, the educated or the student is gonna come across that argument in not its straw man form and mm-hmm. go wait a second
1: in, it, in this... its actual form,
0: yeah exactly, and they're gonna say this this isn't what I was right like dissuaded of, so were they trying to hide something from me, or you know right. what's the point of you know what I'm saying yeah, so and I where... think that's where
1: it uh that's where students, particularly like young adult college age students, begin to unravel in the process of you know we've talked about it before but deconstruction sure because they've been fed straw man sure arguments right. or caricatures of positions mm-hmm. and when they come across the actual position or or an argument they don't know what to do with it and so they begin to second guess mm. the you know what we talked about before the interdo- indoctrination that right. they've undergone right um so it's really doing a disservice if we don't approach it Um, you know, approach it well.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's, like, maybe one of the biggest roles of that quote-unquote informal education is, like, is that engagement, like, honest engagement piece. Um, And I think the hard thing is that, like, a lot of us don't even want to do that. Like, a lot of us established adults don't really want to engage with some of these, you know what I mean, opposing things. So that's Mm -hmm. where I think it does take some, like, introspection and work on yourself uh but then once we do that i think that's like what the church needs as far as like you know you hear these people calling for revival and reform and all these things um but i think like that's like we needed a reform and like actually like educating one ourselves so that we can then like educate teach our children our students how to like engage well with the world you know what i'm saying Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I I don't want to offer again, why don't the goal of this episode wasn't to offer specific sure. prescriptions about what you should uh, or should not pursue in terms of educating your son or daughter. Yes. Um I I my goal at least coming into this was just hey, let's talk about just the nuances, the pros and cons and Agreed. um just important things to think about as you're making um that decision. And I think this is an area where because the Bible is silent and isn't specifically or explicitly saying this is how you should pursue sure. uh, educating your sons or daughters, uh, there's a there's a level of discernment there, right? I'm going to bring it back to a, a you know a spiritual theological side of things, but um, if we believe that the Holy Spirit has been given to us as as Christians to live life well uh, with a kingdom ethic, with the ethic of the kingdom of God, um, then we've got to trust in. That level of discernment, um, and we've got to lean into that, um, and also just not uh, not uh, dog people for yeah, <laughs> decisions that they make that might not match ours.
0: Sure, maybe that's a okay. great a good place to end. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I've I think I've I've covered all I, w- I wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah. without diving into the weeds or or anything like that. Um, Same. Yeah, but hey, if you do want to continue on the conversation. Um, listeners, I'm talking specifically to you. Uh, feel free to email us or, or text us. Um, again, we're, we're approaching the end of the season pretty quickly here. Yep. Um, and well, we'd love to do a, a Q uh, question and response sort of episode. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening uh, today. But, uh, yeah, comment and, and ask questions as well as we approach the end of
0: the season. Absolutely. Yeah, and if you'd like to support us financially, you can do that at Patreon. Uh, It's just www.patreon.com slash questionsfromthepew. Uh, If you can't support us financially, please give us a good rating or review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. uh, And that will help others find our podcast. Yeah, I mentioned
1: already you can comment and ask questions. You can leave us a short voice message or a text message at 312-725-2995. This has been Questions from the Pew, a podcast in the World Outspoken Network. To learn more about World Outspoken and its mission to prepare the Mestizo Church for cultural change, visit www.worldoutspoken.com. For questions from The Pew,
0: I'm Riker Zalameda. I'm Lucas Manning. We'll see you next time.